In this episode of The Spirit Side, we are going to be asking the question, Does God have a chosen people? Is there a nation, a religion, an ethnic group that God favors beyond everyone else? Or is this just something that was born out of the egotism and minds of men? Blessings one and all, and welcome to The Spirit Side. I'm Paul James Caden. And before we start today's show, I just want to say thank you to everyone who reached out after the first comeback show of The Spirit Side. Uh, A lot of people messaged me, sent me an email, left comments, uh, and said they were really glad that the show was back, that they missed it. It was one of their favorite shows. They really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to each and every one of you that reached out in some way because it really confirms to me that this was the right decision. It was a correct intuition. And, uh, you know, I feel the same. I I feel very glad and very happy to resurrect uh, the spirit side, if you will. I've been a bit of a podcast jumper since I canceled the show uh, maybe about a year ago. And, you know, the reason for that, honestly, I could never find a show that fit. At least not 100%, maybe 80%, maybe 90%, maybe... 95%, but there was always something that seemed to be missing. And in my mind, I always went back to the spirit side and I said, no, I, I, you know, I can't bring it back. I'm not going to bring it back, but it just kept haunting me like a ghost. (laughs) And, uh, I finally had to admit to myself that this was the show that always felt right. It was and it always should have been. Not that the other shows weren't good. Not that the other shows didn't have some great topics that we would have talked about here on the spirit side. Of course, you know, we would have. But there's just something about this this show that works, that feels right. And I'm glad that it feels right to a lot of other people out there. Because that shows that there's something here. This the spirit side is coming back for some good reason, and uh, I think that's awesome. So thank you to all of you that reached out, commented, emailed. I really do appreciate it. And uh, so, without further ado, let's get into today's topic. And today we're going to be talking about. The chosen people of God, or God's chosen people. And I want to start this conversation out by uh, reading a couple of things from the New New Testament. And uh, firstly, I want to read from Galatians 3, verse 28. And this is from the King James Version of the Bible, and it reads... There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. 
there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now reading from the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 34, it states, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. So now, reading those two verses from the New Testament, I want to ask the question, is there a chosen people of God? Is there a certain nation, race, religion, ethnic group that God favors beyond everyone else? Because there are a lot of people, and have always been people in the world, who say that he does. He favors our nation, our country, our church, our religion, our sect. I mean, this has been an ongoing issue since the birth of religion on planet Earth. People have always fought and argued and even killed one another over whose religion is right and who is God's favorite. And I really wanted to take the New Testament perspective on this because, you know, Jesus and his followers really caught a lot of flack from the ancient Jewish world for the things that they said you know, challenging the religion of the day, the, the rituals and rites of the day, and saying, you know, this is all burdensome, this is all doctrines of men, this is heaping burdens on the shoulders of people. It's not helping them to enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus calling God his very own father, claiming to be the Son of God. Christianity spreading to the Gentiles and prophecies that were made about salvation uh, being presented to the Gentiles. These were all very big problems for the ancient Jewish people because how could this be? We are the chosen, chosen nation. We are the chosen race. This is heresy, this is sacrilege, this is a lie. And, you know, there's still some people, uh, you know, in the Jewish faith who believe that to this day. Not all, of course. I know uh, quite a few Jewish folks practicing, uh, you know, uh, Judaism, and they're very loving and open-minded and non-judgmental, but you're always going to have those sects or those individuals who think, hey, my religion is right, our religion is the right one, and everybody else is being greatly deceived. And, you know, there's still many uh, individuals and sects in Judaism today who say, well, the Gentiles have been deceived. Anything they think they know is a lie. And uh, it puts their 
souls in jeopardy with God. I've recently heard uh, one individual say that, you know, if there was a great beast or a great Satan, uh, it is Christianity because, you know, Christianity has, you know, killed so many people, including uh, Jewish folks. And uh, I answered this person and I said, well, this is true. Because when man gets a hold of anything, even religion or something that's supposed to be sacred and holy, he has a way of polluting it, destroying it, taking credibility from it with his very foolish actions. And this is so in all religions. And I made note, sadly, how some of the Palestinian people are treated by the Israelis. And, we're not, and I said, I'm not talking about the terrorist groups that need to be dealt with. I'm talking about the poor man, woman, family out in the desert in their little hovel homes. Poor, no land, no food, barely making it. And they're treated worse than animals and many times killed. I pointed out the fact uh, that there are some of the uh, very staunch uh, Talmudist rabbis who want to make, um, you know, certain religious laws the laws of the land. And in every Gentile nation, and if those laws are broken, you know, if another religion is practiced other than what uh, is imposed by them, uh, by these rabbis, uh, those people should be imprisoned or killed even by beheading. I said, so there, there's no religion that is innocent of this type of thing, whether it's Christian, whether it's Muslim, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, Judaism, Hindu, you know, there's always very violent people and sects and religious leaders and people that mix religion with politics and they get in power and they start on these campaigns of genocide and slaughter. I said, there's, there's no religion and there's not that hasn't been touched by this type of thing because that's what man does. Man pollutes, man ruins, man poisons. I mean, for the love of God, he, he can't even live on this earth, this planet, which is his home. No planet earth, no human race. But there are people, not all, of course, but there are people just like in religion living in this world that just ravage and pollute and destroy this earth. Sorry, folks, I had a little bit of a uh, uh, a blip there. Everything kind of shut down on me for a second. But, um, yeah, there's people that live on this earth that are destroying and polluting this earth, the very planet that they live on. So to some people, 
There is nothing sacred, whether it is science, whether it is religion, whether it is life, whether it is the planet, whether it is other human beings, whether it is a holy text like the Bible, the Quran, the the Torah, the Tanakh. I mean, there are people that misconstrue and pollute everything with that evil, arrogant, egotistical way of mankind. And, you know, the sad thing about it was when I said this to this individual, he seemed like he didn't even hear what I said. He just paused for a moment and then went on to tell me that I was nothing but a lost heathen. I didn't know the precious scriptures of the Torah and God help my soul at the end of my life because all I, all I have inherited were lies. And see, that's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. These kind of people, no matter what race, what religion, what country, no matter who they are, they don't hear because they don't want to hear. And these are the kind of people that we can say, stop, what are you doing? What are you doing to this planet? What are you doing to other people? What are you doing to nature? What are you doing to the land we grow our fruit in and the air that we breathe? And they'll just look at you with that empty and sometimes smug look and say, well, you don't know what you're talking about. What we're doing is perfectly fine. This is right. It's in the name of science or religion or profit because that's what they do. And when it comes to the chosen people of God, well, this is usually the attitude that they all have no matter who they are. Christians, Muslims, Jews, Hindus, Buddhists, atheists, black, white, Races, you know, across the board, this is the attitude they have. They have to be right. I'm right, you're wrong. I am good, you are evil. God loves me, and for some reason, he hates you. But yet these people are so very hateful. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If heaven is filled with those kinds of people, if that's what it takes, if that's what it took to get there, I'd rather not. That would be a hell for me, and I know it would for a lot of other good and decent people in this world. To be in this place that is supposed to be paradise and look around and see all of these people that you knew, you knew 
damn well they'd done such horrible, terrible things in this life in the name of God, in the name of politics, in the name of science. Just so hateful and judgmental and smug and callous. No compassion. No regret for anything they ever did that hurt anybody else because, well, the person I hurt, I'm chosen, they weren't. I'm favored, they were not, so what is it to me? To be in heaven and see yourself surrounded by those kinds of people. Well, the people that you know that were good people, worked every day, took care of their families, struggled. But yet they prayed, yet they had faith. They were kind, they were loving. They didn't have much, but if you needed something, they would give it to you, no questions asked. Good people, the soil of the earth, as they used to say. And you look around and you see that none of those people made it. Whether they were Christians or Jews or whatever their faith might have been. And some of them even had what was supposed to be the right religion, but somehow they're not there. And you find out that just for some reason they weren't worthy because maybe they had the wrong religion or the wrong version of the right religion. Or maybe they were the wrong nationality or the wrong color. How would you feel about heaven if you stepped over into the afterlife and that was what you experienced? Some of us might breathe a sigh of relief and say, wow, thank God I made it. But I think some of us would have an issue. And I would be one looking for and going to the throne of God and saying, hey man, I know you're God, but what gives? What is this? Is this a joke? Is this fake? Am I hallucinating? What's going on and what is going on? (laughs) (laughs) If you're a fan of The Office, you'll understand what that is uh, with Jim. But but yeah, what, God, what's going on? That wouldn't be heaven. And so when we really think about it, All of us know in our hearts that there's nobody that God is favoring beyond anybody else. And people will fight you on that. What, you mean God loves those other people too? Those non-Christian, those Gentiles, those blacks, those whites, those heathens? Wow, wouldn't it be a surprise if he did? And wouldn't it be wonderful if he did? 
why do we want God to be so damn ugly and hateful like we are? How is that comforting? I mean, there has to be really something not right to take that kind of comfort in. I'm somehow special, but those people are not. I mean, the last time I checked, that's racism. That's judging others. And didn't Jesus say, judge not lest you be judged? Let him without sin cast the first stone. So how do we get around all of that? How do we take comfort in drawing this very humanistic picture of God where he's nothing more than a mean, miserable, prejudiced, judgmental man like we are? How is that comforting? And do these people ever think that how would they feel if that were true? And how would they feel if they found out that it was true and actually God loved and favored those other people beyond you? Because you're non-Christian, you're non-Jewish, or you are Christian, or you are Jewish, and they are, or they're black and you're white, or you're white and they're black. How would you find out if God picked and chose favorites in that way, that he was just like you thought he would be. But oops, you're not the one he's actually favoring. To speak in earthly terms, wouldn't that really suck? <laughs> I mean, it would. And that goes right along with the idea, love your neighbor as yourself and do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Would you like it if the people you hate were favored and you were not? As I said, you found out God is just like you think he is, but you're not the one he's uh, cozying up to. It's the people on the other side of the fence. How would that make you feel? And then all those people on the other side of the fence point at you and they laugh and they accuse and they sneer. Oh, you poor lost thing with all of your lies. All the truth you thought you had was nothing but lies. Oh, may God have mercy on your poor, miserable, wretched heathen sinning soul when you die. Oh, we told you so. How would that make you feel? But sadly, there's some people in you know, their egotism that can't even put that shoe on their foot and wear it for a minute and go, yeah, that, that would really stink. And maybe I shouldn't be that way. They have to feel special. They have to to be the chosen people. They have to be right beyond everybody else. Even when they know 
And even when evidence points to some of what they believe is not necessarily so. And, uh, you know, I was really inspired to do this show today on this topic because I was having a conversation with uh, someone from uh, the Jewish faith online, of course, uh, (laughs) the other day. And, uh, you know, this person was telling me what a heathen I am. They were looking at my podcasts and my YouTube videos and, oh, some of the things I'm interested in spiritually and, you know, I don't know the true God or the scriptures or, you know, the, the law of Moses or the religion as given by Noah, you know, all this type of thing. And um, we pretty much had this conversation like, you know, look, because this person was saying, well, Christianity, if there is a great beast, if there is, you know, a, a devil, it's Christianity because they've killed so many people and, you know, they've killed so many Jewish people. And I said, look, you're right. I said, but every religion does it. Because man just pollutes everything. Look at the way some of the Christians in the past treated Jewish people, treated black people. Absolutely despicable, even though the very Bible they claim to believe in discourages this kind of thing. doesn't tell them to hate anybody because of their nationality or their skin color or because they're Jewish. I mean, look at the Muslim faith. Look at some of these, you know, terrorists and sects that want to kill people because even other Muslims, because they're not their brand of Islam. And, you know, look at the way, uh, I don't know if I said this in this podcast because I restarted this a couple times, so I don't know if I'm, I'm repeating myself, forgive me if I am, but, uh, you know, in this, uh, in this conversation, I said, you know, look how the Israelis treat some, you know, the Palestinian people. And, and we're not talking about the terrorist groups. We're talking about these poor people in their little dusty villages in, in, in the desert poor, they need to cross over the Israeli border to go to the doctor, go to the hospital, you know, get essential things they need, and many of them are denied, or the border guards actually beat them or kill them. I said, what about some of these, uh, you know, Talmudic Jews, uh, you know, rabbis that, uh, you know, think that these uh, certain spiritual laws should be the spiritual law of the land and all the Gentile nations. And if the Gentile nations break those laws by practicing another religion, well, they should, you know, that individual should be punished by imprisonment or death, even death by beheading. I said, you know, just look at it. But, you know, he, he just couldn't and wouldn't hear what I had to say. Just 
you know, ignored it, went on to call me a heathen and, and went his merry way. And it really got me to thinking about this subject. How many people in this world stand around proclaiming they are the chosen ones? They're God's favorites. They're favored beyond all else. And then you have this very asinine idea that some of these people have come up with, uh, you know, like the white supremacist groups uh, who were... uh, going under the banner of, you know, they were white Christians. And, uh, you know, they came up with in the past. And some people still believe this. Well, you know, it doesn't matter how we treated the black people uh, because they're basically animals. They don't have a soul. What? And then you have some of the black religious sects who say, well, it doesn't matter what happens to to the evil white people because we're eventually going to rise up and enslave them and kill them and, you know, rape their women and have them as concubine. But it's not really going to matter. God's not going to judge us for that because they don't have a soul. They're all actually an abomination to God. You have some people in the Jewish faith who say, well, you, you know, if you're not of Jewish descent belonging to the Jewish religion... And it's 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 right in their uh, their writings in the uh, the Talmud. You know, you're a little more than an animal. You really don't have a soul, so it doesn't matter what happens when their religion takes over the world, and some of us are executed and put to death and destroyed um, for not following their laws and their religion. Because we don't really have a soul. And then you have the Christians. When they take over, and they, you know, we talked about Dominion Theology um, you know, on the Mind's Eye podcast. You know, they're going to take over the world. They're going to start this theocracy that's going to start in America and spread across the world. And, well, yes, there's going to be people that need to be killed. There's going to be people that you know, need to be uh, wiped out, you know, possible genocide here. But uh, we're not going to be judged for that because we're doing the Lord's work. And some of these people don't have souls or, you know, the old standby, well, they're just children of the devil, so we got to wipe them out anyway. Sad. But then we have right there in the New Testament, if we are uh, Christians of any sort, that tells us in God there is no Jew, there is no Greek, there is no male, there is no female. God is no respecter of persons. So what are we going to do with that? This is why Christ and his early followers caught so much flack. This message was too liberal. What about this idea of just having faith in God or having faith in Christ? Well, that's preposterous. Surely there has to be something that we have to do in some ancient religious ceremony that makes us righteous before God. You know, sprinkle us with water, uh, sacrifice the lamb, Uh, you know, cut the throat of the bull, 
you know, or whatever the case may be, uh, you know, take the Holy Eucharist, you know, whatever it might be. The people have these ideas that all these exterior rituals will purify the soul, but they don't. And I really think this is why we have so many religious people from so many different religious backgrounds acting like a bunch of ravenous, heartless, mindless animals the way they treat other people. But they can always go to the mosque, the synagogue, or the church, or wherever they worship and do that ritual, and it's all good. Because after all, they did it for God. Because, well... They're the chosen people anyway. But I think that's a really backwards way to think about it. And when we track the mindset and the behavior and the actions of these people, as I always say, and it always applies, by their fruits you shall know them. If there is a God and if that God is love and mercy and goodness and all things wonderful beyond what we can think or imagine, and that God is supporting that kind of behavior, that kind of religion, that kind of mentality, those kinds of actions that these chosen people always engage in, then there's something wrong with that God. Because none of this is right. And I think we can comb the scriptures and we can find verses, but we can also do a little deductive reasoning and critical thinking and come to the conclusion that all of this chosen people rhetoric, it's just not so. It's not from God. It's a man-made idea, not a... Uh, God idea and it's something that we should not be partaking in. And when we talk about this kind of thing, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm picking on someone because I'm not, but when you know a little something, you know, just as an example of the ancient Hebrew history what the archaeological record has to say, um, which I spoke with this individual online uh, the other day about. It's quite a different story. You know, there's sacred history, and then there's just everyday secular history. And sometimes sacred history doesn't line up with actually what actual history presents. And so before we go around saying everyone else's religion is a lie and we have the truth and we're chosen because look, wow, these incredible things God did for us, maybe we ought to check that record and be honest with ourselves and find out if we're following something that is so or something that was perhaps indulged in our sacred writings. Because that's not putting down the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, 
you know, Torah, Tanakh, you know, Quran, none of it. But has man tampered with all those writings? Because the same people that want to be special and chosen always have to fudge with it to make it look like, well, they're right. This has happened with all of our sacred writings. And we need to be aware how that is, what that is, what is being stated, what archaeological evidence shows, what history shows, what is correct, what is incorrect, what is true, what is embellished. Because I would venture to say, no matter who we are in this world, what our religion is, we've all probably inherited a nice little amount of lies and untruth along with it, thanks to the hand and the mind of man. So I think we all need to get off of our soapboxes and treat one another with a little more respect, dignity, love, and compassion and realize that we are all God's children. So folks, I thank you for listening today. I went a little overtime with this one. So I'm going to uh, cut this ending short so I don't take up any more of your time. But as always, I hope you got something out of this podcast. The conversation will make you think because that's why we have these conversations as thinking and intelligent people to mull these things over. And so until next time, Stay safe, stay well, treat others with love, dignity, and compassion, and walk in the light.